It's a new day and time for another NCEA podcast. Each year, NCEA recognizes outstanding Catholic school students in elementary and secondary schools who are making a difference through service. These youth are determined, innovative, and bear witness to their Catholic faith. This year, with the support of our generous corporate partner, Archangel Education, NCEA awarded 10 recipients. Today, I have the privilege to sit down with four of our recipients in three separate regions of the country. Join me on a virtual road trip to Louisville, Bloomington, and Albany as we sit down and visit the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, Archdiocese of Louisville, and Diocese of Albany. I'm Laura MacDonald, and this is NCEA Podcast Special Edition. As Catholic educators, it is our role to ensure every student participates in Christian service programs and have role models of faith and service for social justice. Each of my guests today saw a problem that needed a solution and decided to act. Today, they will each share their stories, what they have learned from their experiences, and provide their perspective on how our schools can support our students in their service journeys. Please welcome Lorenzo Martinelli, senior at St. Xavier High School in Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Alex Daly and Ellis Spoonmore, fifth graders at St. Charles Catholic School in Bloomington, Indiana. Hello. Hi. And Ella Schoenborn, a freshman at the Academy of Holy Names in Albany, New York. Let's begin with Lorenzo's story in eighth grade, where he lived with his twin sister and family in California. Good morning, Lorenzo. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Um, so yeah, it started in California, but in eighth grade, we moved to Louisville, Kentucky, uh, we being my twin sister, Ariana and I. And the main reason we did that was to be closer to our grandmother, who we had a really strong connection with and who we wanted to be closer to. Soon after, however, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic hit, and although we couldn't see each other in person anymore, we found that we could establish a real, even stronger connection through phone calls. And so we sat down um, every single day and talked to each other, shared stories, heard about her life and shared about our own lives and what was going on amidst the pandemic. Um, and really, our connection just thrived. But at the same time, we heard from her that a lot of her friends and different seniors in the community were struggling to uh, find these same connections, not only with young people, but with anyone. Um, and then in our own high school community, a lot of high schoolers were struggling to fulfill their service requirements. And so looking at these two problems, we saw that there was an opportunity for high schoolers and seniors to work together to build strong connections um, through service. And so we started with a pilot program almost two years ago now, uh, with our grandmother not only being our inspiration, but being our first partner. Um, and since then, we've built out Tandem um, to a program with uh, close to 20 pairs approaching 900 calls, um, so 450 hours of conversation. And every single week, we have these pairs meet virtually for 30-minute calls. Uh, we've established a training program to prepare them to to create the best relationships possible and have the best conversation. And um, we've really just grown Tandem into a community that I'm super proud of and I'm so happy to share today. That is quite an accomplishment. All those phone calls and all those seniors connected to high schoolers. Um, you decided to recruit others. What type of planning did this require? You mentioned it a little bit. Yes, definitely. So. 
because we had two different uh, populations that we were working with, we had to approach them differently. For the high schooler and we're already high schoolers, so we already had an in with that community, which is really nice. But we worked with the administration at my school, St. X, and my sister Ariana's school, uh, Sacred Heart Academy in Louisville. And we worked together to communicate with our service communi community, uh, the administrators at our school, and to get um, the name Tandem in front of as many high schoolers looking for service opportunities as possible. And through that, we were really able to encourage a lot of um, high schoolers to give Tandem a try to uh, see what building connection with a senior would be like. And um, although many started by finding, try, trying to find a way to fulfill their service requirements, um, they've continued on because the relationships are so special. Um, one thing I'll talk about as well about the high schoolers is that we had to take a lot of steps to make sure they felt comfortable with this sort of service because it's a little bit, um, it's not exactly traditional working with a different person and having to uh, build a relationship over time that's meaningful. And so um, something that we did with them was we created a service document that would prepare them for having just stronger conversations. And that included um, questions ranging from self-care questions like, uh, how are you doing today? Did you sleep well? Have you eaten? Um, questions asking about uh, their first uh, first job, first car, um, first dance they went to, things they can talk about and reminisce on their past while also giving the high, school, high schoolers an opportunity to share about themselves, um, as well as questions like starting each call off by asking what they're grateful for and then ending each call with, what are you looking forward to this week? And I think that really made a huge difference with our high schoolers and making them feel comfortable in creating these conversations and having a, a meaningful connection with these seniors each week. Um, on the elderly side, uh, the main way we reached the senior population was through parishes in our community. Uh, we were very lucky to have a number of parishes reach out to us and agree to let us speak to their senior congregations. And so we would go visit the, um, the different parishes and talk to them about what Tanum is and um, the value that we think they could bring to the high schooler's life, which we've really seen materialize as well. It's not a one-sided service opportunity. Both sides are being benefited enormously. And um, we are just very lucky to have so many seniors interested in participating in Tandem. And so we're continuing to grow through high schools and through parishes and other senior communities as well. But I can't wait to see where we're headed. Absolutely. That's wonderful. I really admire the way you took time to train. I think when it comes to service, we're often approaching a different population than what we're maybe familiar with. And one of the important parts for longevity in a service project is feeling comfortable and having a good experience. And so making sure that everyone that was involved was comfortable, I'm sure led to them continuing to do the project. That's great. Um, as far as advice for someone starting out on a service project, what would you say to them? I would say that uh, first and foremost, you can't do it alone, especially as a young person. And so um, you need to reach out to help, whether that be um, for 
help from your parents, help from administrators at your school, help from different people that you know in the community. And I think that's what's really made the difference with Tandem. I spoke before about reaching out to uh, different high schoolers in our community, but that was only possible through um, our teachers and service administrators at our respective schools. In my school, um, Mr. Cressy and Dr. McHugh are two people who were very instrumental in making that happen. And at Ariana's school, um, Ms. Cruthers uh, was extremely helpful as well. And so through their help, we were able to find people who were interested in tandem and who could participate in helping to make a difference. Um, as well as speaking about training, uh, someone who's been very influential in our life was um, or is Annabelle Jensen, who is the president of Six Seconds, a uh, social emotional intelligence network. And she really did uh, some great work in helping us create a training program that promoted active listening and um, asking questions and storytelling that really allows you to bring to life your perspectives and uh, build a more meaningful connection. So that's something we've really utilized on both the senior and the high schooler end to encourage them to create the best connections possible. And we've really seen that materialize since. Thank you. Thank you for that. So we will check back in with Lorenzo in a bit, but we're going to head north to Indianapolis, where I have two young ladies sitting in front of their school sign at St. Charles, Alex um, and Ella. Alex, you start, started collecting food for a local food bank by going door to door in your neighborhood with your father. But by the age of eight, after several years of experience, you decided to expand. Tell us about your service project and um, your goals that you've set and Ella, please join her as a very active member in what we're calling Alex's Army. Yeah, so <clears throat> um, when I was donating food from my own neighborhood food drive, um, when I was eight in 2019, just before the pandemic started, or a little bit after, um, then you decided to expand, right? And and you set a goal for a certain amount of food. Do you remember what how much food girls you were going to collect? Um, I think it was about four thousand pounds. Yeah, I think our yeah our goal is somewhere around four thousand. Um, but that year, the first year, we ended up getting forty five hundred eight. 85 pounds. Okay, wow. And the second year, we got 4,800 and 4,586 pounds. Wow, so okay. Only like one pound more. Um, we ended up having some late donations, which put it just over 5,000. But, um, yeah, it was really fun to have like yeah more and so you started collecting food and you got some friends involved and next thing you know you you have your own board is that correct yeah, yeah. tell so, us about that um i have ella here who is chair of leadership. the leader yeah leadership and uh the prize committee which okay. basically just like donates, gives prizes to people who got like however much food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
Willa, one of the other members of the board, um, she's in fifth grade too. She, um, she's the vice president of Alexander's Army. Yeah. Of course, Alex is the president. All right. <laughs> and you have t-shirts and you have how many nonprofit organizations that you work with? Twelve. Um, Quite a I few, right? Fifteen. Well, and what is their involvement? They yeah. um, put up bins that you can put food in mm-hmm. for Alexandra's Army. Yeah, so, so like they, they, um, they would put like bins in their business like for like one or two weeks. And mm-hmm. then all the employees can like um, at some point during those one to two weeks, they can donate however much food into the bins. And then we pick them up like just a little bit before the um, collection day. Mm-hmm. We can add it to the total on the on the day where we like announce everyone like per, everyone's individual in the total. Um, yeah, and we usually, I think the first year we ended up getting about t- like 15 or 20. And then this year we got like 22 or 23. Like yeah, sponsored. And then, and that's so that when people donate, they can win prizes and have T-shirts and pay for the bins and all of those expenses that you have yes. as, yes. So, and we also like for the sponsorships, if you pay like a certain amount of money, you can um, get like your business mentioned on the website and yeah. uh, your business logo on the back of the T-shirts. Which, like, really helps their business. So. Very nice. And you guys did some training with your volunteers as well. What was that about? Um, Yeah, so we, on the website that we have, um, we would put... Training video? Yeah, we would have a training video. And um, I think... Me, Ella, and Willa were all on it, and so, and we would just explain, like, when um, to go pick up the food, and, like, how and, to do it, especially yeah. the first year, because um, some people wouldn't know exactly how to do it with COVID being, like, um, like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, to help them collect the food successfully and bring it to you you created directions yeah so so like um instead of like telling them like face to face so that like they wouldn't like end up forgetting so like they could just go back to the video instead of having to like ask us to explain it like a whole a bunch, bunch of, times, of times even if they just forgot one little detail very nice. And I hear that you even had to learn how to go make deposits in the bank and work with um, partners and businesses and how to speak with them. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Okay, we will check back in with you ladies, but we're going to head over to Albany and meet with Ella. Now, Ella, you were riding home with your dad 
one day, I think about four years ago. And what did you see? Tell us your story. So I was in fifth grade. I was nine years old and we were in the car driving to school. It was January and it was snowing pretty hard. And I think there was about four inches of snow on the ground. And so we pulled to a red light and I, we stopped, of course, and I looked over and there was a man on the side of the road sleeping with a car, piece of cardboard covering him with three to four inches of snow on top of him. And being nine years old in fifth grade, I, I didn't know what that was. I said, I looked at my dad and I said, dad, like, what is that? I don't understand why he's out there like by, like by himself in the snow. And so like my dad told me about, you know, homelessness and how, you know, some people have like gone through things that have just like torn them apart and just like made them, you know, come out to that or like the outcome of it all was that. And so the following June, I wanted to start a project where I collect bottles and cans and redeem them for money to make food for the homeless. Very nice. And you've been doing it ever since. Yes. How many days a week would you say you this service project entails? Um, it, it takes a lot of time, especially like even after school, it takes, you know, we still do it. Um, Project Della, so when I first started, we were deliver like giving food out um, on the street with a group called Street Soldiers. And so we would go out, we would bring, you know, food and then we'd pass it out. Well, the first week, I think I collected 20, I got $20 um, from the bottles and I made eight sandwiches. And so I was nine or 10 and we got there and I put my sandwiches down on the table and there was, you know, a bunch of other, you know, volunteers helping. And they had a line of people where, you know, they would give out bags and I'd look out in the line, there was 150 people. And I'm looking down at my eight sandwiches. I said, this is not enough. So, you know, we, we made a Facebook page. Um, and so then we started, you know, fundraising. We started, you know, posting about, like, what we've been doing. And, um, you know, by the end of the summer, we were making 200 meals a week. Just, like, you know, bringing them there, passing them out. And so then, you know, we just started like um, talking to other, you know, places and just trying to, you know, fundraise and, you know, see like how much more we could help. So it definitely takes up a lot of time. Um, we've been, we've now delivered to 14 different food pantries in four different counties along with delivering food. So it's definitely a very long and, you know, like big process. And this is with who? Who is your partner that helps you with all of these projects? Uh, my dad. Your dad. And he has influenced your work, would you yes. say? Yes. Um, um, what advice do you have to somebody starting out wanting to do service? Um, like my advice would be, you know, to something that I encourage is probably like looking at something like a topic that is like going on in our world and like how they can help 
like especially like that's something you know based on my event of what like what I saw that influenced me so if they you know or maybe if they have like a guest speaker or something someone to come in and talk about something that they do and just try to influence them and get them motivated to start you know a project or just something you know to do very good Um, How important is it in asking for help when you're doing these types of projects? Very important. Um, We have talked to a lot of different organizations um, to help us, especially um, another thing that we have besides bottles and cans is that we would get, you know, like wine and liquor bottles. And we found a connection where we would give them to this place where it's kind of like stress relieving. So we would give it to them and they just like, um, they would buy them from us. So that was also something that, you know, we would get in contact with people for. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for everything you have done. Now let's pause for a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we will hear more from our YVV honorees. Today's podcast is made possible by our ambassador partner, Archangel Education and Technology. Archangel supports Catholic schools by not only putting technology in the hands of our students, but also by supporting leaders and teachers with outstanding professional development. In-person and virtual options are available. Thank you, Archangel Education and Technology. To learn more about how Archangel can support your school's technology or professional development needs, please contact 866-747-4486. Again, that number is 866-747-4486. Welcome back. I'm here with Lorenzo. Alex, Ella, and Ella, and we're going to just have a little conversation and talk a little more about service since they are also experienced. So um, to all of you, how has your faith played a role in your service? I think for me in tandem, uh, Christ teaching is very heavily centered on compassion. And um I think that compassion is difficult without understanding, and that's really what Tandem hopes to promote, is an understanding between two very different groups. Um, I think if I look at myself and my friends before Tandem, we didn't have an opportunity to connect with seniors very often. I think seniors were in the same position, but through coming together, we can see each other's perspectives, we can understand each other's experiences, and get to know each other in a really meaningful way, and I think that promotes empathy and compassion. And so, um, in that way, Christ's teachings are very centered in what we do with Tandem. Thank you. Um, especially for me, it's like made me really like motivated and made me have like a desire to want to help the most vulnerable people. So it's just kind of like almost a motivation and like getting out there and knowing that at the end of the day, I've done something good. You absolutely have. Ladies, how about you? Yeah, for me, um, especially in religion class, we learn about how to help people and like why we should help people. So that has been a big role for us. Yeah, like at the end of all our religion, like 
when she talk when our teacher talks about the religion lessons, um, sometimes she'll ask us like why we should like help these people out, and it'll it like really explains to us like how much it really means to other people, like how much even just the littlest amount, like the smallest amount of food, can like like save someone's life. So very nice. How have your teachers been supportive of your service? And what have you learned in school that has helped contribute to your success with your projects? I go to St. Xavier High School in Louisville, and I think something that St. Xavier does really well is promoting a culture around service. So, um, for example, we have uh, the Riken Leadership Club, which is one of the biggest clubs on campus and is centered around um, promoting service opportunities for people who are interested. And part of that includes the Riken Leadership Committee, which is a number of students um, um, at our high school who go out into the community and find their own projects and then bring it back and present it to students and encourage their friends to participate. And what that's really done is create a culture where service is promoted. It's seen as a fun thing to do. Um, it's seen as a way to do with friends and build connections with them through service. And I think that's something that's really special and has really benefited me in growing Tandem because people take that same mindset and approach Tandem with it, which has really helped um, our organization grow and thrive. Very nice. Um, so for the past, uh, two years in third and fourth grade, um, uh, all our teachers have let us do presentations during cl um, instead of like class time because they know how much like this helps this like means to other people. Yeah, and our science teacher has been really nice about it. Um, she was the one who nominated us for the award um very nice and she actually got involved in alexander's army when yeah. she heard our um commercial on the radio because she didn't even know that like we were doing this um but one day she was driving to school and she heard she heard the our commercial and she recognized um our voices and so, so. during class she <laughs> up to us and she was like can I help with your project and we were we... both like so confused like how <laughs> she yeah. um yeah so it's important to let others know what you're doing and get the word out there I'm sure you learned that mm -hmm. very nice um how can your schools support you best in service I you know our schools we always want to help our students. We want our students to be involved in service, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. So you're speaking to teachers, principals, tell them what your advice for helping students start projects at their school. Uh, my advice would be to find maybe like a guest speaker or find somebody who has done, you know, a project even as little as it could be and have them come in and just talk about their project um, with the school and just kind of like 
once again, like motivate them to want to do it and just try to like get them to, you know, want, like have a desire to do it. Thank you. Yeah. And maybe a teacher can, you know, like stop, pause the class for a minute and talk about a um, project for like five minutes um, just so the students can know like what it is and yeah even if it's just for like a couple minutes in between like classes it can really like motivate someone to like help out like the community yeah thank you i agree with uh what they said as well i think there are a lot of young people out there who are very interested in participating in service and making a difference and i think sometimes just taking the first steps can seem very daunting so whatever schools can be doing to um put forward role models especially young role models who have um seen an issue and found some way to fight that problem i think that's really um important and also um just inviting them to bring their friends on board as well and making it a fun activity to do together and something that you can grow with your friends and uh, see your dream come to fruition is really important. Thank you. And I know just sometimes knowing what service projects are out there in your area, as you said, um, Alex, I believe your project started when your dad gave you some choices, right? Didn't he, when you were like four, tell you some options you had what do how did that happen so it was like um i remember this moment very distinctly um (laughs) i was four we were in the kitchen and it was like really random and we were about to eat dinner but um then he was like uh he must have seen something on his phone that reminded him that he wanted to like ask me about it like earlier that day or something but he was like, um, I was wondering if you would want to like help the community in some way. And then he, I don't remember what other options he said, but one, he listed out like three or four other things. And then, uh, one of the things was to like, um, help out like a food bank and donate food. So I chose to do that. And then I did that for like four years. And over the years I got more and more food because I started out with only like a little bit of food and I learned like better ways to do it and how to save more time and so when I was eight um when we made the website I decided to put all those things that I had learned over the years into the training video and now the most um because the year went the winter when I was eight donating when, when they asked me to expand um I had gotten I think a little bit below 150 pounds and they were like really like they were really shocked that like just one like just one person could get that much food within like one week so they like asked me about how I wanted to expand and then Alexandra's army happened so we start small and that's okay all of you started small with an idea and grew your idea over time. And I think that's important too. We're, we're not expecting everyone out there listening to do something as big as you guys 
have done, it took you time and took you training and took you pay and patience and learning before you were able to achieve what you achieved. So, and, and we're all so very impressed and so very proud of your accomplishments. What's next for each of you? Um, for us, we've been thinking about making like a mobile app for Alexandra's Army so that, um, so that we won't have to like just be updating the website like over and over again, like every year. It'll be easier um, for yeah. people to just click on the app instead of oh, yeah. searching up the whole website. Yeah, and then we don't, have, and then we don't have to have the chance of them forgetting, like the website name if it's like .org or .com or blah 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 blah, like all those small little details could make like a big difference. And like, if they actually like see it and if they get involved, and, and then we could have the website on the app if they wanted to go see the website. Yeah, but like I'm thinking, yeah. What about um, you, Elle? Um, I want to definitely grow my project more. Um, probably I also want to get more, especially girls in my class and at my school, more involved. We have had like certain community service days where it was like the whole entire, uh, I think, middle school last year. We like we all contributed to like one little. I think like it was around Easter time, so we made all Easter baskets, and then uh, my dad and I had delivered them the street soldiers. So, but definitely, you know, just like getting them like to help out more, and definitely growing and fundraising more. Very nice, thank you, Lorenzo. Um, so for me, I'm really excited to be attending the <laughs> excuse me the University of Chicago next year. Um, so I'm thrilled about that, um, and I'm going to do my best to continue working with Tandem, but I'm also facing the realization that um, being in college, I may have other things on my plate as well, and so um, my sister Ariana and I are working together now to put together a plan and a team from people in our community, especially young people who are interested in Tandem, um, many of whom are already participating in our program, and um, giving them the opportunity to step up in leadership capacities within tandem and starting to lead their own program um, and take what they've learned to continue to expand what tandem already is. Um, and so we're working, working through that now, but I'm really excited to see what comes next. And we'll, I'm sure we'll be hearing about it. What about great, what are you guys grateful for? Um, definitely family and friends because they encouraged us to like, go further on in our project yeah and especially for my dad for like really introducing me to the whole the concept of like helping the community especially when I was so young and like all my friends for like um just everything really just and all encourage all the encouragement and everything um for me, I'd say, first of all, my grandmother, who was, like I said, our inspiration and our first participant in tandem. And so it really all came from her. And I have her to thank. Um, my twin sister, Ariana, as well, who's been my co-founder throughout all of this. And um, it just feels incredible to not have to do this alone and to be able to have someone to share this journey with. 
um, also my parents and everyone in the Louisville community that's made Tandem a success um, from my teachers, our administrators, um, and uh, different community leaders uh, in Louisville. And then finally, our volunteers as well, who Tandem and what we do and the success we have really comes from them ultimately. And they've just done a, such a fantastic job and um, really made me feel proud about uh, what I've created and what Ariana has created and uh, the work we're doing. Great. Um, I'm thankful just based, I'm grateful for everything, you know, that I have and definitely, you know, like doing, you know, face to face, like on the street and giving people food. It was just kind of like, like it was like a shock and it was just like me saying to myself, wow, like this is how thankful I am for everything that I have. And especially I'm really thankful to go to a private Catholic school and have a really good education as well. That's beautiful, Ella. Any shout outs today from any of you? Um, Maybe to like the food bank for us um, really just for, like, also, like, for inspiring us to, like, actually expand. Because if they hadn't asked me anything, I would probably still be doing my own f food drive, like, by myself to this day. Very good. So, yeah. Uh, definitely a big shout-out, again, to Ariana, who's been my partner, um, with for tandem through all of this, and then also to Dr. McHugh and Mr. Cressy at CNX who nominated me for this amazing award. Um, my shout outs are my dad and um, Dr. Morrison, Mrs. McSparren, and Mrs. Moran for nominating me. Well, it has been a pleasure speaking with each of you today. Thank you for coming on our podcast. Thank you and so much for having thank us. You. you too. Thank you. And thank you for sharing your stories of inspiration. I am grateful to your administrators that took the time to nominate and share your story. Um, today's youth may be tomorrow's leaders, but as you have seen here, they're also today's leaders. So thank you to our NCEA podcast listeners. Don't forget the most valuable resource we have is each other. There is good news worth sharing in Louisville, Indianapolis, Albany, and in your diocese too. Let us know. We could be visiting your diocese and introducing you as our next podcast guest. Thank you.